Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. Hey, I want to tell you guys, I'm headed back to the Donna Marathon in February this coming year, February 10th, 2019. The Donna Marathon starts and finishes in the heart of Neptune Beach, and it is just a beautiful race. And the race benefits the Donna Foundation, which does intense breast cancer research something I am very passionate about and I'm excited to announce that I'm going to be doing some fundraising for them this year. Last year I was able to go to the Mayo Clinic and hear all about the great work that they're doing and um, some of you might know that I have the BRCA2 gene mutation so I elected to have a prophylactic double mastectomy myself just five years ago and so this is a cause that is near and dear to my own heart and I'm really excited to get behind their mission and support it. If you want to come run the Donna Marathon with me, I'm going to be doing the half, just so you guys know. Um, There's a price increase, though, and it's October 31st at midnight. So make sure you get on board and register before that price increase. You guys can use the code LINDSAY15 to get 15% off any event for that weekend. We're going to do a meet and greet shakeout run on Friday. So I'll be there along with Donna and all kinds of other great people that come in for the race like Joan Benet Samuelson and this year it's going to be at the Sawgrass Marriott. They have a brand new course and this is big news. There's no more big bridge at the end of the race. Last year I ran this half marathon. I think I was 14 weeks pregnant and there's this big bridge at the end that was really hard to get up but really rewarding to go down. Um, That bridge has been eliminated though. The event again starts and finishes at Neptune Beach. So I hope you guys will join me for this race. You guys go to breastcancermarathon.com to register. Use the code Lindsay15 to get 15% off your registration. And I look forward to meeting you if you come to the race. And after or even before the marathon, you're going to want to visit St. Augustine. Experience old world charm, flavorful dining, art, culture, and an abundance of entertainment after dark. There's so much to do. I'll have links to that in my show notes at lindsayhine.com. Hey, today you're listening to episode 147, and I'm talking with Emily Enfeld. So excited to have her back on the show. She was a guest way back in the day, the summer of 2016, when I was so new to this podcasting thing. So I've been following her story. And, you know, I interviewed her for the first time after the Olympic trials in 2016, before Rio, when she competed in her first Olympics. So we actually got to catch up a little bit about that. I hadn't actually talked to her about her Olympic experience. So we get to talk about that and her comeback from an injury that she's been dealing with this spring and I had to ask her about her super cute boyfriend you know you all wanted to know about it as well so fun to catch up with one of the Bowerman girls and I know you're going to enjoy my chat with Emily and I want to thank one more sponsor before we get going with this conversation that is BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers online counseling and therapy with licensed therapists from wherever you are around your schedule it's convenient with four communication modes text chat phone and video It's very affordable, costs only $35 to $65 per week, and there's financial aid available. Their network offers broad expertise, which may not be locally available in your area. It's easy to change counselors if needed, so you can find the one that's right for you. It's secure, so your information stays private and confidential. We've been talking about anxiety a lot on this podcast lately, so this service, I think, is just wonderful. I actually talked about anxiety issues and talking to someone in my last episode with Scott Fobble and Emily and I talk about anxiety a little bit in this episode as well. So I think if you're going through something, this is a really good service because a lot of times we put things like this, our mental health on the back burner and keep going through our everyday lives. And 
to be able to hop on the phone and just chat with someone is really helpful. Note, guys, this is not a crisis line. They do have licensed therapists and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. So go to betterhelp.com slash another to get started. That's betterhelp.com slash another. And you guys can get your first week of services for free. All right, guys, so many fun things coming up. I've got a live show with Paula Ratcliffe next week in New York City on Saturday at 2 p.m. at the New York Roadrunners Run Center. I really hope to see you there if you're going to be running the marathon. Uh, links to get tickets to that, that's a free event, are in my show notes. And also the following weekend, I'm going to be in Portsmouth, New Hampshire for a live show with Sarah Canny and the Rise Run Retreat. I'm going to have three amazing panelists there, Katie Edwards, Jessica Goldwyn, and Deb Gardner. You guys, the swag bags for this event are amazing. Everybody is getting a pair of Gooder sunglasses in the swag bag, along with all kinds of other awesome things. So you guys go to lindsayhine.com for all the information regarding the live shows, the Donna Marathon, sponsor information with BetterHelp, and of course, everything I talk about with Emily in this episode. Enjoy my conversation with Emily Enfeld. Well, today on the show, we have Emily Enfeld joining us for a second time, actually technically third time because we're re-recording <laughs> this episode. <laughs> Welcome, it's, Emily. Oh, thanks. It's fun. It's good to chat again. Now we're like, we're like talking on a weekly basis. I love it. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> um, you're so kind and gracious. And anybody that follows me on Instagram knows that um, I lost our, well, I actually just straight up didn't record my half of the interview. So I have lots of, uh, lots of Emily talking, but none of me talking. And so it just wouldn't be an enjoyable <laughs> thing to listen to. People are like, what is she rambling on about? <laughs> so what, what are you up to? What's going on? You just got back from physical therapy. Yes. Yeah. So I actually, I just had, it was, um, a massage appointment and like, uh, ART stuff. So, um, working, we had a hard workout yesterday. We did Hills and some speed. I wore spikes. This is my second time wearing spikes. Um, which I was super stoked about cause I had a planner, um, injury and then like a nerve issue that resulted from that. So I was so tentative and nervous to like transition into flats. I was wearing my trainers, like starting off doing workouts and then, um, wore flats and then spikes. I felt like I was back to my grade school self because I was wearing trainers on the track. I probably looked <laughs> super silly, um, but I was just really nervous about my feet. And I, yeah, I have some aches and pains and a little like banged up, but all stuff that's manageable. So um, I think knock on wood, good going forward. <laughs> Yay. Exciting. Cause you've got some things planned this fall. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to do a couple of races. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Or I guess I don't know if it's only these two or maybe other things depending, but planning on doing the, um, 5k, uh, the weekend of New York marathon. Um, and then a turkey trot in Manchester, Connecticut. Um, so maybe other things after that, but for now those two, and then yeah, see how those go and it'll be fun. I haven't raced in a while. I'm not in stellar shape, but I'm getting in good shape and I'm competitive and just excited to race again. So it'll be fun to get back out there. Yeah. I saw you. Well, we talked and I knew you were doing New York, but then recently I saw your name on the list. They released like the, the, the names of everybody that's going to be out there competing. So that's exciting. Yes, it's going to be a really good field. I mean, it's a um, U.S. champ, so I figured it was going to be a good field, but it's stacked. There's so many studs, so it'll be 
I mean, a good first one for me to just throw myself in there and be like, all right, I have amazing competition. So let's see, let's see what I can do with that. <laughs> so let's, let's, um, let's walk back a little bit because you were on the show episode 21 back when I was like in my rookie days, <laughs> <laughs> I specifically remember sitting in my dining room when we recorded the episode, which why was I ever recording in my dining room? It's so echoey <laughs> in there. Um, but I told you this last time I listened back to say, Oh, to just like kind of go over like what all we talked about. And I had to turn it off because I just couldn't stand to hear myself interview that <laughs> early on in the podcasting journey. Oh my gosh. I thought you were fabulous then. So I, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. But I- <laughs> well, you know, it's funny cause I skipped around and we were like talking about Pokemon and like things that oh aren't God. even like a thing anymore. It's so, it's so funny. funny. That is when like Pokemon Go is like that big craze. I feel like it was like so hot really quickly. And then everyone was like done with it really quickly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was like a huge thing. And does anybody do it anymore? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like all of the guys in my group were doing it and Shelby was doing it and I like tried to do it for a little bit, but I just I don't know. I'm not a big video gamer. I like downloaded the app and it just was like overwhelming to me but people were so gung-ho I remember the guys going out and like going for walks to try to like I think you could see where the certain ones were I don't know I don't even remember but (laughs) yeah it was it was like a huge thing so that was the summer 2016 so when we talked though you had just made the Olympic team yes but you hadn't gone to Rio yet no. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about. I'm like, oh gosh. I so That's long like- ago, over two years. So, yeah. you know, we, I, we didn't talk about this when we first recorded last week, but now I'm thinking about it and I'm like, oh, we didn't even talk about like your Olympic experience, which is like kind of a big deal. <laughs> um, and you know, I was super invested in that race because we had just talked. So I was oh. cheering for you. Holy crap. That was a crazy race. Oh my gosh, it was insane. I definitely was in over my head. Um, it was just, it was unreal. And I think it's kind of frustrating because I, gosh, like Molly Huddle had an amazing, incredible race. And she was kind of like, just no, like, mm-hmm. I feel like people forget that because she was so far off the leaders. And it was just an insane race. Um, I got like walked all over. I <laughs> it was emotionally one of the hardest. Because I, I also think I'd built up so much. I was coming off of a surprise medal the year before. Mm-hmm. And I, I tried to go into it with a good mindset. I had had um, a stress fracture in my hip in March. So I had to take a couple months off and kind of rush back to get back to make the team. But then I think once you make the team, I, I was like, all right, all bets are off. Like I had counted myself out. But now I'm like, I'm going to count myself in and see what I can do. And they went out so fast. Like my first mile was 450. Wow. And I was just like nowhere to be found. Like I was just being like so far back. And I was thinking like, oh, they're going to slow down. And then I felt like I was getting like two and a half miles in. I was like, what happened? And I felt like I almost was feeling sorry for myself. I was kind of running by myself. And it was, I don't know, it was a weird race. And I hate to say that because I feel like a lot of people, they're like, that had to be an amazing experience. And I think I think the trials was an amazing experience and I think I learned a lot at the Olympics, but I, it was a tough race to be a part of and something, it took an emotional toll on me for sure. I think it, it was just overwhelming and I, yeah, I, it was a, a, a unique experience and there's, I mean, never been a race like that where 
I mean, how many women had gone under 30, I think leading into that race, 30 minutes and then 10K, maybe three ever. And one of them who had the world record was a known doper. So it was, there's two other women that have gone under 30 who are clean. And then in that race, it was just like insanity. Um, So it was a very unique race to be a part of. And I, yeah, (laughs) I felt like I was not quite prepared for that, but you know what, like you learn a lot. And I, I definitely learned a lot. I gained some mental toughness. And after that race, I was mad at myself because I think I gave up a little bit, felt sorry for myself. And, um, the middle of the race just wasn't really fully engaged. Um, so it's something to learn from and yeah, hopefully better uh, moving forward. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's safe to assume most of us just watching, we're assuming that, you know, those girls were doping. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you know, it's like, this is just like insanity. And, you know, it's, it's, when I first started this show, I was like, I really wanted to like tap into the doping thing. Cause I was so curious about what you elite runners thought, because it just sucks when you're a clean athlete and you have, it's like not, it's just not cool. It's not okay. Um, and then that race came about and it, that was just crazy. So I mean, like, I don't talk about it much, but now I'm just curious because you were part of that race. What, what are you, were you pissed? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, I felt pissed and I, I think it's hard to, cause it changes the whole dynamic of the race. Like if yeah. that didn't happen, like they just, I, I just find it. And I don't know. It's, I know that no one in that race has proved sure. to be doping, but it's just, it's hard to imagine that you can run a 1440 and then come back your second 5k and run a 1430. Yeah. Like at that time, the American record in the 5k was 1438. And I was like, she basically ran like she ran faster than that her second 5K and almost ran that her first 5K of a 10K. Like just – and doing weird splits, like running a 419 mile or 420 mile in there or something. It just – things that seem a, like a little too unbelievable. And I feel like when something seems so unbelievable, it's because it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's harsh to say. And I, I don't know. I don't know if that's pessimistic. And I don't want to act like a sore sport like this or that. But I feel more so for – I don't know. Like I, I love Molly Huddle. I think she's amazing and I think she's fabulous. And I feel like she had a stellar, insane performance and it just went pretty unnoticed because someone smashed the world record. And it's just, I don't know, stuff like stuff like that. And it's hard for me to believe that those were all true performances. Um, And you never know. I think time, like time will tell and you hope that people get found out and that if someone was doping and, um, not clean that it will come to light. Uh, but it's tough. It's hard. It cha- I mean, it changes the whole dynamic. It completely changed my mindset in the race. Like I couldn't fathom that I was so far off and I just felt like I've never in my life wanted to hurl myself onto the track more and just give up when mm-hmm. I was like, I got lapped 18 minutes into that race. And I was like, I'm not running that slow. And then I started running slow. Cause I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, what am I doing here? This is embarrassing. And I had so much self-doubt and so much confliction in the middle of a race. Yeah. (laughs) The Olympics. Yes. Like, it's just weird to think about. And I, looking back, I'm mad at myself because I, I mean, I don't know how much faster I could have run, but I think I just, I had a mental block and just got frustrated with the situation. I'm like, what in the world is happening? Um, I'm just getting like my, like, my shit rocked. Basically. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what to do. 
Um, and yeah, I'm frustrated at myself for that. And it's just tough. It's hard. And it's just a part of the sport that's unfortunate that you have this skepticism and you are a little cynical. I think I used to be very naive and now I'm a bit more cynical. I still try to be optimistic and try to not think the worst of everyone, but there's certain performances that it's, it's hard to not (laughs) be cynical of and pessimistic. Um, so we'll see. I hope that things, yeah, they, I mean, I want to say they continue to do things, but now I'm like, gosh, they let Russia back in. I feel like that was a big loss Yeah, uh, for us as, yeah, as a sport. So we'll see. But I'm like, you can only, I know I can only control myself and my own performances. And it's, it's just tough though when you think that, but a race could be a completely different dynamic if every athlete was clean. And yeah. I'm just hard pressed to believe that every athlete in that race was clean. So you never know like what would have happened if it was, yeah, all clean athletes and a different race dynamic. So, yeah. And I mean, you talk about you're going to take so much from that. Like you felt clearly you felt demoralized, like getting, yeah. <laughs> getting lapped 18 minutes in or whatever. Um, and you're upset about that. Like how, you know, how you must have reacted, but what do you think, like, what, will, what will you do next time? Like next time, hopefully that won't be happening, but like, how will you set yourself up differently mentally to react differently? Yeah, I think just knowing that like I'm running my own race and instead of I was so focused, I think, on that happening. And I, I like swear, I feel like I had a panic attack in the race where I was just like by myself and there was like two other girls maybe that were like behind me. And I was kind of like we got lapped and then I was frustrated. I was like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> I feel like I like I'm feel like I'm leading this like mini pack of people I have no idea where we are on the track and I I think next time it's just being like you know what run your race like keep doing what you're doing and it's something that I've practiced for so long and I mean if I want to go something that I respect about Shalane so much is that watching her on the track like if she wanted to get something done like she would do it and she would put like focus on herself focus on her splits I feel like she's done 5k's 10k's where she's just gone out and like she's like made stuff happen and just been like, this is what I'm going to run. This is what I want to run. This is what I'm capable of running. And she just, she did it. And instead of me being like, woe is me, I was feeling like, sorry for myself that like, oh, I'm like, I'm leading this group of women. Like there was two or three women behind me. And I'm like, why does that matter? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't know what I was thinking in my head. And that's not me to, I feel like I was grappling for anything to make an excuse. And I was like, no, I just, I didn't run as well as I could have. And I, I'm just mad at myself for that. And I'm like, I don't want to make excuses. Like I, if stuff happens and I can't control other people in the race, I can't control what is going to happen and think like what it could have should have, like if those people weren't in the race, it would have been different. I'm like, I need to be like, you know what? Like I didn't, I wasn't my best self in that situation. And that's, what's the most frustrating. So I think taking from that and saying, you know, whatever situation, um, is thrown at me, whatever the cards are dealt, I have to make the best out of that uh, instead of dwelling on like, what if this didn't happen? Because you can't change that. So I'm hopefully I I'm telling myself this now. Hopefully I I would be able to actually do that and I won't have another mini panic attack. That's <laughs> hard. I, yeah, I think I have a better mindset and it's just, yeah, knowing that like at the end of the day too, like I, I love our sport so much and I, I love running and I want to see 
how fast I can be and where I can push my body to and what other people are doing shouldn't take away from that. Like it doesn't matter, um, in that sense. Um, I mean, I know it places and times and it it can be difficult, but, um, to deal with that because you want to think like you could have placed higher and you could have like won this and financially it's difficult to think about. So trying to remove yourself and just be like, why am I doing this? Like my biggest reason for doing this is because I love it and I want to be fast. I want to see how far I can push my body. Um, so no one else doing whatever they're doing should take away from me being able to push myself to wherever my body will go. (laughs) That's so good. I mean, and it's all in the comparison game too. I mean, for anybody listening, you can set your, you can picture yourself in that situation, you know, for your life situation. Um, whether that's like running, you know, try to break three hours in the marathon or whatever you want to do, but like it, you don't need to compare yourself to if someone else just did that. It's like, well, you want to be your best, fittest, fastest self. Yes, totally. Cause I don't know. I think, I mean, I feel like there's always going to be another level to reach. There's always going to be people getting faster, people running X and X. And if you're looking at it, like, oh my gosh, how am I not doing that and feeling sorry for yourself? You're not going to accomplish much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I've had those moments where I'm like, what the heck? Like, it's not fair. And I'm like, what am I talking about? It's not fair. Like, that's a selfish, like weird thought. Like I should just try to capitalize on the most of myself and be happy with that and compare myself to myself and also myself on the day before instead of looking, I have a hard time coming back from injury. I always want to think about like when I was my fittest and it's like, you can't compare yourself to that. You can only compare yourself to what you were yesterday. And know that it's not, um, completely linear and that you're going to have ups and downs, um, which is, it's difficult. It's not always easy, but trying to keep that constant reminder and, uh, or else you'll probably drive yourself crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm feeling that so hard. I went out for a three mile run today. It's like my second week back to running after having the baby. And I, I stopped running 31 weeks into my pregnancy this time, which I've always ran to the end until this time. I just, I didn't, didn't feel good, you know, so I stopped. Um, and so it's, it, I mean, it's been like 16 weeks or something ridiculous like that since I last ran. And so, I mean, this is so hard and I'm sitting here thinking less than a year ago, I ran my marathon PR and it's hard for me to run three, nine and a half minute miles right now. (laughs) Like this is crazy, but it's, you can't compare. You have to compare to what you did yesterday. Like you said, Mm -hmm. it's so hard. And I feel like, I mean, one, you're fabulous. I'm so impressed with you. Um, but it's, yeah, it's difficult. I think it's very easy to get sucked into that and, um, yeah, to beat yourself up, but you'll get back there. And that's the thing too. I'm like, you can only, yeah, just keep trying to, to grow the the next day. (laughs) Well, and you're going, so you're walking through this right now as we speak, because you're coming off this like crazy, random, ridiculous nerve injury. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, talk about like watching your teammates, talk about this sad time in your life. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, you put, po- you just posted this, I think it was yesterday about kind of walking through some anxiety issues and, um, you know, I'm sure injury as an elite athlete has a lot to do with, with that kind of thing. So, um, walk us through like watching your teammates, um, you know, have such amazing season and kind of like, how do you, how do you walk through that as someone who, you know, you want to be out there doing those things too, but you were stopped because your body was not a green. 
Yeah, it's it's tough. And I wish I could say it got easier every injury and that I know more about myself. But like, gosh, sometimes it's 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 hard. It's always going to be hard. It's never easy to be injured. Um, and I think that's a good thing because I guess if I was happy to be injured, I clearly shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> I feel like that would be a sign that I'm ready to be done. Uh, but it's tough. I yeah, I um, I mean, I posted about uh, during Mental Health Awareness Week and I I think just to to bring bring light to anxiety. And that's something I've struggled with for a while. And I think circumstances have definitely um, aggravated that. And it's tough. It's hard. It's um, something I've had to work on and using different tactics um, and just kind of talking things out to figure out myself and knowing that my feelings are valid. Um, And it's tough. I think when I'm like predisposed, I guess, to that sadness and depression with anxiety, that when you have circumstances hit you, they can hit you really hard. Uh, And as much as I want to say that, like, oh, gosh, I I try to be so positive. And I really work on that. And I, I think I can portray a certain level of positivity. And then, I mean, I've had some really low lows. And I'm really thankful because having the people I have around me and uh, my family and friends, teammates, um, and my boyfriend now, I think through this last injury was a game changer just for my, uh, mental state, which was huge. And I think did help me to appreciate the sport in general and what my teammates were doing. Cause they were doing really incredible things. Uh, but it was tough. I, I mean, I want to be doing incredible things too. So it's, I, it's weird cause I, I am so genuinely happy for them. So excited but then I have this also feeling like pit in my stomach and just like, oh, like frustration with myself of like, man, I'm sidelined. Like I, I'm so bummed. Like I wish I could have been in that race. I wish I could be training with them. Um, and just going through these experiences and throwing myself out there to see where I can be, um, as well. But it's, it does give me confidence because I, I really trust my coach. I trust our program and I know, everyone works really hard. And I mean, we train with some of the best women in the world, which is amazing. I think we have such, we have a very large group and it's just, I think, super cool to have so many accomplished people in our group. But it's a another reminder for me too, to be like, I can't compare myself to what they're doing right now. I can be like stoked, excited, and it should give me confidence that, you know, I, I really think that like cool stuff can happen. I, I mean, looking at Shelby running 1434, and knowing how she ran it, I'm like, gosh, she's going to break 1430. And that's something I did not think an American would ever be able to do. Um, and now I'm like changing my mindset. And I think that's giving me more confidence. Because um, for me, breaking 15 minutes in the 5k was a huge barrier and a big accomplishment. Now I'm like, you know what, like, I want to break 1445. I want to break 1440. Like, I think it's helping me to elevate my goals as well. Um but yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. <laughs> I say that now I get inspired, but I, I was heartbroken for myself at the same time. Yeah. And I mean, rightfully so that, you know, it's, and it's okay to be so happy for those girls. I mean, they're your, like teammates and I'm sure best friends it's, but it's like, yes. I mean, you're allowed to feel that way, you know? And I think that sometimes it's hard to accept that and say like, I can feel this way. I can be pissed off and sad about this for a little bit. And then, yeah, you kind of have to, you have to move on and say, okay, up and onward. Um, yeah. What is your 5k PR? Uh, 1456. Okay. 
Um, so do you, I mean, so you ran the 10 K in Rio, uh, and you're kind of gearing back up and you're doing this 5 K in the fall. Do you think that you're going to kind of swing back to the 10 K or what do you think that your event will, will stay there? I think so. I, I definitely think I can run faster in both events. Um, I love the 10 K. I mean, last in London last year, I, I felt like I, I had a really good performance and, um, I still PR'd. I ran 31.20 and we went out and like, I don't know, my first 5K was like 16.10 or 16.15. It was just... Oh, huge negative split, huh? Yes. We had our second lap, I kid you not, was like 95 seconds. Mm. It was like the weird, like our first mile was so pedestrian. Um, And then Ayana, who was the Olympic champion, just like maybe 6K into the race, literally ran like a 58 second to like break break open the race it was pretty crazy um but I I got a lot of confidence from that race um just because I I the year before I felt I was like maybe I'm not a 10k runner like I have a lot to learn but that race gave me a lot of confidence I still closed really well my last lap was 61 seconds which is my fastest last lap in a 10k um, I think ever I think in 2015 when I was bronze I ran like 62 maybe um my last 400. So I was super excited to be like, I'm, I still have speed. <laughs> I can still do this. Um, I was sixth, and I, I mean, I was hoping, really hoping to be more like, obviously I'd want to medal or be as close to meddling as, as I could. Um, but I was happy with that performance. Um, and it gave me confidence that like, you know what, I, I could be close to meddling again. Um, and, especially too, because in that race, I wasn't convinced that everyone in it was clean. <laughs> right. So I'm like to be sixth in a race where I'm pretty sure not everyone is clean is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and that's all right. And I know that sounds weird to say, but in my mind, I'm like every spot counts and I just want to be as close as I can because you never know what can happen. You never know if stuff will get found out and you'll get bumped up. Um, but being there, I felt like i I do have more to show in the 10K, and I felt like I could have run way faster knowing um, how fast I ran off of a crazy slow first mile and first 5K. Um, yeah, yeah, that's exciting. Well, well, yeah, I mean, and getting bumped up, that would be amazing, but it still sucks because you lose your moment, you know? Oh, 100%. And I think that it's more of like a consolation. Like, obviously, you would rather – I mean, I would – I want to – do it on that day and be able to celebrate that. Cause there's nothing, I mean, nothing like getting to do your victory lap around the track yeah. and just have that moment getting on the medal stand. It's insane. And I, I mean, I feel so lucky. I never in my life thought that I would have that moment. I just thought it was so far fetched. And then when it happened in 2015, I like, it's still, I think one of, I mean, one of the greatest moments of my life and probably the, yeah, one of the best moments of my running career. I mean, I think the best (laughs) at this point, which is pretty incredible. Um, Yeah. And even so like all the other great things you're going to go on to do, it'll probably always stand out as that. I mean, your first medal, you know? Yeah. No, thank you. It'll always be special. Yeah, it's totally. All right, guys, I want to pop in real quick and thank a sponsor for this episode. One of my favorites, RX Bar. RX Bar is a whole food protein bar. That means their bars are made with 100% whole ingredients. They are transparent and upfront with customers. They label the core ingredients, egg whites, dates, and nuts on the front of the package and the ingredients that make up the texture and taste on the back. 
like 100% real Keiko and coconut. RX bars come in 11 delicious flavor varieties. And their new flavors, mango, pineapple, peanut butter, and berries, and chocolate hazelnut. They've also introduced RX nut butter, made with the same core ingredients as RX protein bars. The new nut butters include a base of nuts, peanuts and almonds, egg whites, and dates, available in honey cinnamon peanut butter, peanut butter and vanilla almond butter. RX bars have no added sugar, no artificial colors, artificial flavors, preservatives, or fillers. Whether you like sweet or savory, chocolate or fruit flavors, there's an RX bar for you. They're great for breakfast on the go, a snack on the go, throw in your bag for the plane, toss in your backpack for a bike ride or hike, and a pre and post workout snack. Not to mention, if your kiddos like them, you know you're giving them healthy and nutritious snacks. My little Russell, my number three in my lineup, he loves RX bars and I feel really good about getting them to him because uh, it's hard to get a two-year-old to eat healthy food sometime. I know some of you are with me on that. It's hard. All right. For 25% off your first order, visit rxbar.com slash Lindsay and enter the promo code Lindsay at checkout. All right, guys, let's continue my conversation with Emily Enfeld. You talk about how making an Olympic team was a big dream. Um, so, so what are some other... And meddling. You just didn't think that was going to happen so soon. <laughs> um, yeah, but what are some yeah. other big dreams? Um, I mean, I I would love to medal in the next Olympics. I think it's really tough. I think the 10K is a really tough event right now on the world stage. Um, and especially, gosh, I mean, after Rio, it's something that in my mind I feel like is a lofty, a lofty goal. But I made so much progress in 2017, and I really think – if I can get strong enough to stay there, I know I have a really good kick and I don't want to count myself out. I want to be like, you know what, that's, I don't care if that seems like a lofty dream or too far fetched, that's going to be what I'm going to shoot for. And I'm going to keep trying to tell myself I can do it. Um, and training is if I'm going to do it and training to try to get to that level. Um, so that's, I mean, I have to make the team first. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. step one. I never want to act like that's going to be an easy um, feet. There's so many amazing, uh, talented women in the U S so step one, but I definitely, that's my next big goal. Do you ever think about that when, you know, talking about making the next team, like who might be like the dark horse, you know? Oh, totally. I, I think, I mean, it's cool in our sport. Everything is so visible and you can watch and see how people are doing, but I mean, there's so much talent and it's hard to gosh when I'm injured. Cause I'm like, Oh man, like X and X person, like they're all, everyone's really good. And I just feel like I'm like, like just sitting on the couch, like I'm like losing my <laughs> fitness and I'm getting further and further away. But then trying to m- remind myself that I'm like, you know what, this is, it happened. It sucks. All you can do is move forward from here. And if anything, I think having such good competition is amazing. And I feel like it's really elevated distance running for us. And it's super cool. Cause if, you make a U.S. team or an Olympic team um, in the U.S., I really think you have a chance to medal. And yeah. I think that's because there is so much depth right now and so many amazing, hardworking, talented women. So it's hard to make teams. Um, but I think it's good because if you make a team, it should give, you, like, should give everyone a lot of confidence that they can hang with anyone um, in the world. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you ever think about – how old are you, Emily? Uh, 28. 28. Okay. Um, do you think about like Molly's path and do you think that you would ever become a marathoner? Oh, totally. I mean, I, 
I love, I mean, I love watching the marathon. It's amazing. Um, and even looking at like Shalene and Amy, I feel like I watched them training and with Gwen, I got to do a good bit of stuff with her. Um, when I now was coming back to try to help her out with some of her marathon training. Um, but it's tough. Um, and it definitely, I mean, it was hard <laughs> to coming off of injury to try to get thrown into some of her long workouts. It was it's definitely not a way to make yourself love marathon training <laughs> uh, is when you're really out of shape and just like scrambling to try to help, um, help do some pacing for these long runs. It was not pretty. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I want to, I mean, I love it. I love the event. I think it's so cool. Uh, last year I got to sit on the lead, one of the lead vehicles and watch Shalane win. Oh, and it's so cool. Oh my God. It was the coolest. Just so amazing. I was so captivated. I mean, for two hours and 26 minutes, like I was on the edge of my seat. Like I, yeah, I feel like I didn't blink. Like I just wanted to soak all of it in and I, it, I don't know. It's so cool. And it's just, I know how hard she works. And I think watching people that you know, and you admire and seeing all the tough, work they put in and just sacrifices they make and then when you see something special like that happen it's like how can you not fall in love with the marathon it just was so cool um but that being said it's very challenging (laughs) um, (laughs) and I don't want to act like oh it'll be like a breeze trying to get into the marathon I think it'll be really hard and I do I mean if I get into it I I really want to be like world class at it and I don't know if I will be it's I feel like time will tell and um, I would love to be. I have, yeah, big aspirations for that, but we'll see. Um, I got to do some big things in um, the 10K first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> so 10K is where it's at for 2020, right? Yes, totally. Yeah. Um, what's it like being on a team with – you have a pretty um, – I don't, I don't know if diverse is the right word, but you you know, you have like the older girls, you have Gwen and you, I guess she's not that much older. What am I talking about? She's a mom. So that's what makes me think she seems older. (laughs) Um, you know, but you have like Amy and Shalane and Gwen, and then you have your crew, you have like Colleen and Courtney and Shelby and, um, the new girls that have come in recently. So is it, you know, how much are you with the different groups and, and is it, are you learning a lot from people like Gwen, even though, you know, she's coming from triathlon and you get to run with her in the, for the marathon training though? Oh, totally. And we honestly do a ton together, which is pretty cool. I, a lot of our training is very strength-based. So even like Shelby and Kate who are in the 15, um, are predominantly 15. Um, cause Kate, I mean, obviously Kate in the 800 as well and Shelby in 800, 5k, everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's cool. I think it's it's really fun to see because we do have, I mean, like 1,500 runners, 5K runners, steeplers, marathoners, um, 10K runners, and how everyone can overlap and we can still do so much together, um, especially like in the fall. We all, um, right now, I mean, most people are on break, um, so it's a smaller crew of us that are working out together, um, but we overlap a lot and I think it's really nice that we do have event specific stuff. Um, but it's, I mean, we still run together every morning. Um, we'll do lifting together. And then, I mean, a lot of times people have their afternoon runs on their own or their cross training, um, or this or that. Um, but it's nice. Like even, I mean, I'll go in the pool with like Shalane or, um, Colleen or Gwen, um, Colleen and I do Pilates together. I so saw it's nice. that. I, yeah. I feel like we do like still everyone does a lot of stuff together and just, 
yeah, morning runs and lifting, basically everyone does together. And a lot of the workouts right now in the fall too, everyone's going to be doing the same thing, which is awesome. And then in the track, um, when track time comes, we'll separate a little more um, just to make sure everyone hits their own event specific stuff. But I think it's good because I think working on strength, I mean, Jerry's very strength based. And I think that's important for every event, especially when I mean, like 815, you have so many rounds, you need to be strong. Um, so it's, yeah, just super cool to think that we can all uh, work together and help each other out. Yeah. So the crazy year that the Bowerman crew had this year, what does that say about Jerry? Oh, I mean, it's amazing. I, I was so excited. I, I, th- I think Jerry's a phenomenal coach. I mean, I feel like he's the best coach and I'm biased. He's the- <laughs> <laughs> that because he's my coach um, and I have trust in him and my, my faith in him. I don't think he's the only great coach. I think there's so many great coaches out there, um, but maybe like the best for me. Um, that's probably a better way to say it. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like that's like pretty bad to be. I think there's wonderful coaches um, and whatever works for whatever person. But he I mean, he's he's tough. He's he has his faults. His communication is definitely his worst suit. <laughs> like he lacks communication, which I think drives us crazy a little bit. Um, and I'm, I don't think he'll listen to this. So hopefully he won't hear that. I said that <laughs> <laughs> I can edit it out if you want, I know, sorry. or we can just like put it out to him. So he knows. Yes, that's true. That's totally true. I think he would laugh if he heard that because he knows it too. Uh, but I mean, he's great. He is very smart. He, thinks everything through. He has a plan. He's constantly shifting around everything. Um, and he knows, I mean, I, I feel like Shelby said this and I love it because I think Jerry said this to me when I joined the group, when Shelby was deciding where she would go, um, Jerry said to her, um, like, I'm going to get the most out of you athletically. Um, basically like, don't worry. Like I'm going to like use every ounce of your talent. Like we're going to push the envelope. And she's like, that's why I wanted to go there. Oh, and that's, yeah. I think, yeah, which is huge. And I remember him saying something similar to me. And I think it's important because even for me, who I seem to be very injury prone, um, and I do have to, I'm learning how to read my body, but I don't want to lose that drive and that like pushing yourself. I think there's granted a time and a place and you have to be smarter. And I have been a bit stubborn at times and pushed it a little too far, but I, I don't know. I still think that it's, it's a short window and it's not something you can do forever. So you really want to try to get the most out of yourself. Um, and I, I really think Jerry is great with that. I think he's great with timing, um, like peaking. I think he's been really, really good at that. He's very smart. Um, and he's just been around forever, but looking at, I mean, Courtney so close to breaking nine in the steeple and Shelby in the 5k. I mean, and I like everyone, like Kate, running fabulous mile. Um, I mean, Amy in Tokyo, uh, Colleen coming back off of being like banged up off and on and having stellar races. It's just, I I think everyone ran incredibly well. And I think Jerry is good about getting the most out of every athlete. It's really exciting for what's going to happen with you this fall and and next year. Thanks. I know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm just, I'm ready to be back. I, I definitely am more out of shape than I would like, but that happens when you take 10 weeks off of running. You have time. (laughs) I mean, and it's like, you know, maybe it is a blessing in disguise that like it happened when it happened and maybe you'll be so rejuvenated and fired up and just like ready to slay. Yes. I love that. That's, I'm definitely hungry 
to compete and yeah, just hurl my body onto the roads, onto the track and see what I can do. <laughs> so are you going to try to win the 5k in New York? Oh, a hundred percent. I'm like, yeah, I feel like I, yeah, I will see, we'll see, we'll see what my body lets me do, but I'm going into it with the mentality that I want to win. It's going to be really tough and really hard and I might die a little bit, but I'm going to see what I can do and try to grit it out. Well, I'm really excited because I'm going to, I'm going to try to be there for it because it's Saturday, right? Yes. Yeah. Saturday morning. Okay. So at 9 a.m. or something like that. So I'm going to try to be yeah. there and cheer for you. Now I, oh, yeah, I'm super excited. Now I have a code thing I'm going to yell to Des for the New York City <gasps> Marathon so oh, that like she can see me. Yeah. So I need one for you. So, like, Ooh. what can I say that if you're flying by, I mean, it's a little bit different because you're going to be running a lot faster running the 5K <laughs> than her, like, running the marathon. So she might, she might, but, you know, it's going to be the end of the marathon, so she might be pretty delusional. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what word can I say that you're, like, not, you're zooming by and you're like, oh, that's Lindsay. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm thinking... I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good mantra. What did Des say? Is that bad if I ask? No, it's not bad, but it's so random that it won't apply to you. She, I asked yeah. her what her um, best, most recent book she read was, and she said she had re- <laughs> wrote a read a book by Gucci Mane. Oh my gosh! So that's I'm supposed to say Gucci Mane three times. <laughs> Wait, that's fabulous. I'm gonna. I like want to hear you yelling that. That's amazing. That's really funny. I know. She said they um, just do it three times. That way, if like you know somebody else says it at some point for some random reason, but if yeah. I say it three times in a row, she'll know it's me. So we have to think of something oh. for you. <laughs> Wait, I love that. That's really funny. I just wanted to know if hers is running based, but no. clearly it's not. <laughs> rap, <laughs> rap based. I love that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm such a fan of her, even more so now. That's yeah, amazing. I know. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know why I'm thinking, like, in my head now, I'm, like, thinking of food things. I don't okay, know why. Okay, let's do food. Okay. Yeah, food. Um, and I'm thinking of bourbon because I'm thinking of Des, but that's probably not a good thing to shout. <laughs> <laughs> bourbon, at, how about bourbon at the finish line? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Do you even drink bourbon? Um, I'm trying it. I'm trying to acquire the taste for it. Um, they actually have this thing in Portland. It's, uh, they, or they have, um, like a bourbon lounge called Pope house. And if you try, you can like make a list. And if you drink 50 different bourbons, you get a horseshoe plaque, um, on the wall of this place. And I started this list of mine when I first moved to Portland like six years ago, and it's just over halfway done. So that shows you how often I drink bourbon. Um, not very often, but I'm I still I'm like this is my goal. I think it's really cool to have a horseshoe um, on the wall of some place. So I'm I'm starting to like it a little more. My little sister loves it. It's her like drink of choice. I'm definitely I like wine. Um, that's my. I think that's a good life goal. Yes. <laughs> I think to get the horseshoe on the wall, I think that's a good life goal. Now, how much are you drink? Like when you're in training, um, how much are you drinking? Like, do you abstain or what's your, what's your, um, philosophy on that? Um, I, I don't drink too much and I think, yeah, I don't know. Not that I don't want to. It's not like I'm, maybe I am a little bit, especially now I think trying to just be in the mindset. Cause I, I think because I know I have to do a little more, um, to get back just because I'm coming from a place of being so out of shape that I'm trying to be eating cleaner. Um, and not saying I'm being like, I'm not 
yeah, no sweets or something. I feel like I couldn't do that. I still need to have like at least dark chocolate or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and every once in a while, I let myself have like some wine if I feel like I really want it. But it's really fun when you don't drink that often because I have like half a glass of wine and I feel like a happy buzz. Yes, that's the <laughs> it's best. Really nice. So it's like, I'm like, oh, I don't have to do this very often. And then I just have like a few sips while I'm making dinner and I'm like oh, already in like a happy state. Yes. Uh, I'm like, that's for me. Like, it's super, super nice. So maybe, um, yeah, I don't know, like once a week, once every other week, I feel like the last couple of months I yeah, haven't really had too much. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I think, yeah, not that, not that I try. I mean, I'm trying not too little now, but I, I can't deprive myself totally. Um, I think that I, if I want it, I'm like, I'm not going to punish myself. Yeah. Uh, and I'll let myself have a little bit. That's a good, healthy balance. Yes. <laughs> All right. So everybody wants to talk about the boyfriend. <laughs> we have to talk I about Max. Everything. I was like, are you going to bring this up again? <laughs> <laughs> everybody wants to talk about the handsome boyfriend. Um, I was uh, texting with one of my friends about it. I won't mention her name because she's always like, you always call me out on your podcast. Well, now she's now everybody's going to know because they're going to be like, who does she always call out? Anyway, I was like, yeah, to going over the things I was going to talk to you about and uh, I brought him up and she goes, well, you have to ask about him because he's super handsome. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. He's going to be like, he's going to love this, but probably be like, he's going to be like so embarrassed, but secretly be loving it. Yes. Um. <laughs> so tell us how you met. This is Max. And so you were a single lady when we first talked back in yeah. the summer of 2016. Yes, yes, yes. I, it's, gosh, it's, I mean, it's hard to date in our sport I think in what we do because we travel so much and I am really like I'm so focused I love what I do um but I've I don't know I found it difficult because I I feel like people's first dates they always want to be like let's go do you want to get drinks at like 10 p.m and I'm like no I I fall asleep at nine Mm -hmm. um (laughs) things but no thanks um so I yeah I I was on the dating apps for a bit um and that's how I met Max which is funny. I will actually not how I met him. I met him back in 2014. He works for Nike. Um, and he, I like went to the, the NXN or NXR Nike cross nationals regional in Texas. And he was there. Um, and we met, but he was not single at the time. So it was kind of like, some. I was like, Oh, whatever, like talk to him but was not like thinking anything of it and was just like, Oh, it's like some person. Um, granted I like definitely thought he was handsome. Um, cause I was like, he's, I was like, Oh, he's a babe. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like whatever. He's not single. He's just like some nice person. Um, <laughs> and like, didn't think I'd see him again. And then in 2015, he, uh, interviewed Jerry and I again in Texas, we went to something called the running event. Um, and oh, I've like, been to that before. Yeah. It's, I actually think it's super cool. Yeah. I, it was really, like really fun being there. He, um, we have some mutual friends So my friend Cam who works for Nike was there as well. So I went for a run with Cam and Max, um, and like hung out with them a little bit when we were there, which is also kind of nice. Cause it, and Max says this too. He was like, I thought you were so cool. And I was like, yeah, probably. Cause I like, I knew that you and Cam were both like not single. So I wasn't trying uh-huh. to like, press you. So I was like being so weird, I think. And just like, I was like a little embarrassed because like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you remember what we were talking about on that run. Cause I think like, <laughs> I don't like, I don't know what I was talking about, but probably like potty humor, like having to go to the bathroom and like weird stuff where I'm like so embarrassed. I'm like, why would I be talking about that? <laughs> um, but like thinking I'm funny. 
Uh, <laughs> it does take the pressure off because you knew they weren't single. So you were like, all right, I yes. just, you know, there's no like he might be interested or I might be interested because he's taken. Exactly. So I was just like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, I'll just like be who I am. Like, I won't not that I ever try to put on a persona, but maybe I would try to be like, yeah, put on a slight persona or something to someone. But I'm like, whatever, I don't care. Um <laughs> <laughs> And he popped up on my Bumble in at the beginning of December or maybe end of November. Um, and I saw him and I was like, oh, he's clearly he's single. Um, <laughs> like he's not, like just popped up here. So like, huh, um, like interesting. This is like that cute guy I saw. So I like swiped yes on him um, and then nothing happened. And normally I feel like when that like I'll swipe yes, it'll be like it's a match. Um, but it wasn't. So I was mortified because I'm like oh great he probably saw me and like just said no um so I was like whatever like don't think about it um and I was like I wonder if he moved to Portland and then I went to Nike for NXN Nike Cross National that we do these team dinners and he was in the cafeteria and he's like Emily hi and I was like mortified because I'm like oh he's coming (laughs) up and saying hi to me because he like saw me on Bumble and like whatever like he doesn't know I swiped like I swiped yes on him like he it doesn't matter so I was so uncomfortable and like so awkward and I saw my friend Mandy who I hadn't seen in a while and we were just like super giggly um and after the fact he was like I thought you were being kind of weird towards me and I was like yeah because I went like bright red in the face because I was embarrassed (laughs) um but he didn't know why and then the next day he like saw my profile and matched with me um but then I realized I was like oh he doesn't live here he like is just here for Nike stuff for work. Um, but he was adamant that he like wanted to take me out. Um, and I said no. And he was there for two weeks and I just kept saying no. And I was like, oh, I'm really tired from training. Um, but then he's like, OK, well, I'm coming back um, like right after Christmas if you'd want to go out then. And I was like, OK, sure. Like thinking I was like, well, whatever, I'll see. Um, and he called me when he got into Portland and we went out and he was only going to be there for a night um, with like a friend. And then they're going to bend for New Year's with like some of his Nike guy friends. Um, but he ended up staying with his friend who lives in Portland. They stayed for like three days. So we like hung out every single day, um, which is really nice because I was like, oh, I feel like he keeps like pushing off when he's leaving so that we can get lunch and then get dinner and like Aww. hang out, um, which is really cute. But then I was like, well, he he still he lives. He lived in Atlanta at that time. Um, and was with Nike. So I'm like, ah, he's really nice. But like, I doubt anything will come of it. But then I went to Colorado for altitude camp and he was there on a ski trip with one of his friends who lives in Colorado, um, like over the weekend. And he's like, if you have time, let me know. Um, so last minute I like texted him, like after we finished a workout and I was like, if you guys want to come up, like you can come hang out for dinner, not realizing that he was like four hours away. Um, <laughs> And he's like, okay, yeah. And he's like, if it's okay. And I was like, yeah, no, that's totally fine. Like, you guys can come, um, blah, 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 blah. Like, you can come for dinner um, and, like, hang out with us. And I didn't think he was going to because I also, like, tried to, like, I was like, you guys can come. Like, it's, like, I don't know how far you are. And he's like, oh, it's four hours. I was like, oh, gosh, like, maybe you should get a hotel. <laughs> like, you guys should stay here. Like, that sounds terrible. But they just decided to drive up and drove back that night. Oh, so my like, gosh like eight hours in that day I don't know why they did that but whatever um I was like they're road warriors so they like got in probably at like six we they like came to the house it was super funny um and then we like they went out with all like everyone in our team they went back and then we were texting and he was supposed to fly out the next day but he missed his flight 
So he called me and he's like, hi, I missed my flight. Like, could I, could I come take you out to dinner again? Um, and I was like, oh, did he miss his flight or was he like, did he, <laughs> he did it on, he did it on purpose. That's what I was saying, but I think he actually just missed his flight. Um, but whatever. I was like acting like, oh, it was for me. Uh, but it was <laughs> nice that we got to go to dinner again. And then he left. Um, he like went back to Atlanta and I was like, okay, cool. Like he's like super nice. We've like hung out like a few times. Um, but again, like I don't know when I'll see him next. And he was trying to figure out, he's like, oh, you're racing in Florida? He's like, that's only, like, five hours for me. I'll come. And I was like, what is this guy's deal? Only like, five hours. I was like, he's, like, willing to – I was like, this is bizarro. Because I also, too, I had gone on dates with people in Portland who just – I don't know. I Like, I hadn't connected with. And I just – I've never met someone who was just, like, very – like, from the get-go, just – he was like, no, like, I'm going to make this happen. And just, like, willing – to do whatever because I feel like obviously we don't live <laughs> close to one another he now lives in DC um but he comes to Portland a good bit for work he's actually um here now which is really nice <laughs> um not like here in my apartment but here in Portland um but yeah so is, he very- can't hop on the call <laughs> yeah I know I wish <laughs> I guess Max come over um but I he's just wonderful I think I I just I love that I love he has put in so much effort and been super committed and wonderful. Um, and I can talk about him forever. I'm like going on and on about like every interaction we've had. That's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but I just, I, I really, he's amazing. I feel super, super lucky. <laughs> I love that story. I love that he drove four hours for dinner and then came back the next day. It was like so crazy. And he, the next day he missed his flight. He came in. He also actually came in and ran with me on my double because I was like, I have to run again. So he ran. We ran like, I don't know, like three or four miles together, just like super slow because we're staying up high at altitude, then went to dinner. And then he drove back because he or like drove to he had a friend who lived right by um, the Denver airport or the yeah, the Denver airport, I think. And we were in Woodland Park. So we, yeah, we were outside of Colorado Springs. So I'm trying to think. I was like, he probably stayed until like, I don't know, like 930. We like, it was just really fun. It was really nice. And then he's like, I should probably like, I have to drive back because my flight's out at like 6 a.m. tomorrow. And he was staying with his friend by the airport. But I was just like, gosh, have you like not slept in days? Like you've just been driving like around the last <laughs> few days. Like, that sounds horrible. Um, but it was, yeah, just really nice. Super kind. This is what I was thinking the first time we talked about it is, that it just proves the theory that, like, if he's into you, you'll know. <laughs> yes. That's it, too. I'm like, because I think people can make so many excuses for, like, oh, this is too hard. This is this or that. And I'm like, gosh, like, I would have never guessed that we would actually be in, um, a, like, serious, committed relationship and super in love. <laughs> I love it. Super in love. <laughs> Ladies, Max is off the market. <laughs> I know I like try to make everyone know I'm like stand back he's mine I'm gonna post pictures of him all the time so like if you see him on the streets he's taken the tall (laughs) handsome one is taken by a an Olympic athlete (laughs) oh I love it well I'm so happy for you oh thank you ladies isn't it so crazy how fast things change I mean oh my gosh I mean yeah it's crazy that it's been two years since we last talked but just the fact that like this wasn't even like a vision or a part of your life at all at that point. You, I mean, you, had, you didn't even, I guess you knew he existed cause you'd gone on that run where you talked about bathrooms. Yeah. But like, you just like <laughs> didn't foresee this being your future. Now look where you are. No, I, yeah. It, I don't know. It's really, yeah. 
fabulous, but it is crazy. And it's, it is funny how fast stuff happens. And I don't know, for so long, I just thought I was like, I love running. And like, I'm so committed to this that like, it doesn't matter. But I was of that mindset where I was kind of like, it's really hard to meet someone like it's really hard (laughs) when you're not in college to meet someone. And I had gone on just dates with like, I don't know. And I don't want to say duds, but just like people who I think weren't wanting the same things I were like, I was wanting, like, I feel like you could tell, I don't know when someone's going on dates with 15 people and it's kind of like, Oh gosh, that's like, I'm like, is this what everyone does? Like, I can't do this. Like I can do like, like go on a date, like talk to one person at a time, but I feel like people are really good at multitasking and I'm not like, and I don't want that. I was like, I'd get so stressed if I had like different dates with different people every night or something. I'm like, no, thank you. Sounds Um, exhausting. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I was like very pleasantly surprised. I'm like, oh, we're on the same page. This is really nice. Like you like me. I like you. You're putting in lots of effort. This is really cool. And so is he, did you say he works for Nike? He works for Nike. He's a sales rep for um, Nike running specialty in like the mid-Atlantic region. So he's okay. based on the, but does ter- like territory, Pennsylvania, Virginia, um, New Jersey, the Carolinas, maybe. I don't actually like, probably East should be like, yes, yeah, East Coast stuff. Um, but it's nice because he, I mean, he has to come out here. He's here for, um, sales meetings now. So they come out a good bit for like that kind of stuff. Um, and then he's either on the road visiting clients, um, or it's, I feel like we're able to make it work. And he also is, I mean, talk about him driving, like he's really great. He's taken like a couple last minute flights just to come for the weekend, which I feel super selfish, but I'm like, I couldn't do that. Like one with my training, there's no way. But two, I'm thinking like, even if I wasn't training, like that doesn't sound very fun (laughs) to be like flying out like Friday afternoon and then flying back Sunday so that you're back Monday. I'm like, oh, but he is amazing and he does it. And I'm so thankful because I'm like, gosh, I, yeah, I'm not as great as you are. (laughs) Has your family met him yet? Yes, I, I took him to my sister's wedding, which also oh, yeah. was okay. really funny. And he like brings it up to me because we were like dating for, I don't know, maybe like two months at that point. And I asked him if he wanted to go to my sister's wedding with me. I'm like, I guess that was like very soon. That was like a big thing to meet like my whole entire family. Yeah, like your sister's wedding. It's not like a friend's wedding. Um, yes. Yeah, like we hadn't been dating for very long. And I was like, oh, there's this wedding in May. Like, do you want to go? He's like, um, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's like my sister's meal. Meet my whole family. Um, oh, and this is also horrible. But I, I was booking my tickets for the wedding and I was scattered. And I was like at that time figuring out my injury. So I was kind of all over the place um, and <laughs> trying to figure out like I didn't know if I'd be going to altitude from there or this or that. So I... I was like, oh, okay, like this is like I'll fly to D.C. Um, and then because I could fly whatever, like a direct flight to D.C. Um, I'll stay overnight and then like we can go to Vermont together because um, my or my sister was getting married in Vermont and they had direct flights from D.C. to Vermont. And I was like, this makes more sense. And I'll just like break up my travel so I can like do my training. I can like still double on this day and like I can double the next day, like whatever. I was like, this is like easy for me. I can do my cross training, do whatever I need to do. Um, and then we can fly together, um, from DC, but I booked my ticket on the wrong day. And I didn't realize until I was in DC and trying to like check in for my flight. And this was like the day we were supposed to be flying. And I'm like, this is so weird. Like it hasn't sent me a notification yet. 
And I looked it up and I was like, oh, my God, it's because I booked it on the wrong day. So I tried to call the airline and they were like, "Ah, there's no more flights on this one that you want. So I was like freaking out and I had to book a new flight, but I couldn't fly out until the next day. So he went a day before me. (gasps) Oh, my God. My sister's wedding. My parents picked him up. He'd never met anyone before. And he like hung out with them. They all got brunch the next day. And then I got in that afternoon. Oh, my God. Horrible. I know. I like. And he, like, also to his character, he was not, like, because my my little sister's boyfriend was, like, he's, like, if you would have done that to me, like, talking to my sister, Lucy, he's, like, Lucy, if you would have done that to me, like, I just, I wouldn't have gone. Like, I would have been, like, no, I'm I'm flying with you. Like, we're I'm not going before you. Like, blah, 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 whatever. But Matt's just, like, didn't, he's, like, well, like, he was not happy with me, but he still went. And he's, like, all right, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. I'll say hi to your family for you. Did he stay at your parents' house? I know. So they, so my parents are from Cleveland um, and my sister was in Vermont. So they were all at a hotel together. Okay. So he at least um, had a, his own room. Yeah. So he had his own room, which was like, thank goodness. So it really wasn't that bad, but it, I, my family, I told them and they were one freaking out because they were like, you like, what the heck? Like, are you going to be here for rehearsal? Like they got so mad at me. And then I was like, no, it's fine. Like I, I I'm just going to come tomorrow. Like I'll get in, I'll be in time for everything. And they're like, wait, what is Max doing? And I was like, oh, he, he'll be here tonight. <laughs> He's going to come <laughs> hang out with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Pull up an and, extra chair for dinner. Yeah, I had my phone on speaker and my whole entire family, like it was like my mom, my dad, my sister, her fiance, my other sister and her boyfriend all just started like dying laughing. And they're like, I feel so bad for him. They're like, you are a horrible girlfriend, just throwing him right in. But then it was like he was in everyone's good books. Like it was the funny story that we could tell. So I'm like, okay, at least there's that. My dad's like, if you can deal with my daughter who does stuff like this, you're a winner in my books. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. And I think it, I, picture that happening in my life and I was so young when my husband and I met so I would have been like a complete mess but I'm like maybe maybe he's old enough now that he's like I can do this I can handle it yeah I would have been a mess I don't like I would have been yeah out if I was him but I think I would have been like don't tell your family I'm gonna be there that (laughs) night and I'll just hole up and hide until you arrive (laughs) that's what I would have done I like that. I love that. Oh, man. Well, invite me to the wedding. Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. (laughs) Okay. So let's do our end of the podcast questions. Now that we got the max talk out of the way, we know you won an Olympic medal um, and we know you're trying to drink lots of bourbon. Yes. (laughs) Um, All right, Emily, how do you define success? Um, oh gosh, I wonder if I'm going to answer how I answered before. Um, <laughs> I know. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. Um, oh gosh. Okay. So success to me, um, I feel like it's not like not about winning. Um, if that makes sense, I think it's about being like your best self. Um, so whether like whatever that ends up being, whatever place that ends up being, I think if, if you're your absolute best self on that day, I think that's a success in my mind and knowing that you did everything you could, um, to be your best self, like whether that's in running or your job, um, but performance wise being the best like spouse you could be best, um, sibling, mom, dad, whatever. Um, just, yeah, being your, your best self to whoever's around you or the situation you're in. Um, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And I love that because, you know, it really truly speaks to what you said about 
um, the 2016 Olympics and how you're going to like be, you know, like handle the experience differently, no matter how it plays out next time. Yes, totally. It totally does. Okay. If you could have coffee or cocktail with someone fun, motivating or inspiring, who would it be? Oh man. So I said last time I, I said that, um, Jonathan Van Ness, who I still, I, I think he's wonderful. I, I just finished watching that queer eye. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> like the new season. So he's, um, I don't know. He's just like super kind and someone who I, yeah, he's just been on that show. He is so kind, gracious, amazing to everyone. So he's my pick. Which one is he? Is he the blonde guy? He's the has long hair. Okay, he's the one that like, and he does the makeovers. So oh, he has the long, why. the long brown hair. Yes, the okay. long brown hair. And I feel like he would look at me at lunch and be like, "You're beautiful," but like, hold on, we can do something like <sighs> X and X. Like, yeah. give me like a great facial. Like, offer me skincare advice. Cut my hair so I look like better than I've ever looked. So it's like like a yeah. Um, <laughs> so partially, like, want, you want no. it for selfish reasons, so he can give you a makeover. Yes. I love it. That's a really good answer. That's fun. What, if you had one message to send to the world, what would it be? Uh, To be kind to others. Um, And that's, I mean, something I, I'm thinking of too. um, When I was reading other posts um, about mental health awareness week um, and just, I don't know, I'm really focusing on that and trying to be mindful and trying to just be kinder to others because I, it's hard. I think it's easy to be judgmental and easy to take things super personal. And I'm really working on being like, you never know what someone else is dealing with, someone else is struggling with. And instead of um, like maybe someone's projecting anger on you or um, or like honking their horn at you because they're like mad, like mad about something, just like stupid interactions. But like just try to be gracious, try to be kind. Um, and I think it, yeah, will help your mindset instead of spiraling down just – try to be kind to, to others. Easier said than done um, at times, but just to take a step back and not not act super quickly or not react super quickly, but take a moment and um, yeah, center yourself. Center yourself. Start preaching that to myself when I have anxious doubts. Center yourself, Lindsay. I yes. like it. Good. <laughs> what is the best, most recent book you've read? Um, so I, right now, my friend just gave me, I told you a different one, but I'm reading... Um, well, I guess I haven't finished it yet, but I'm in the middle of it. It's called the defining decade. Okay. And she, she's like, I have like, have to give this to you. She's turning 30 in a month and it's all about your twenties and, um, just advice of what to do in your twenties. And I think to take, like, take yourself a little more seriously and take ownership for what you want. Um, and your actions, I think it's, it's tough. I feel like coming out of college and I've had moments of, um, feeling like I'm not adult enough or, um, not quite sure where I fall and trying to feel like I'm, I don't know, wanting to act younger, but then wanting to act more mature at the same time. And it's advice and stories of other people and what they've dealt with and grappling with that. And it's really interesting. I love love it. Um, but I think it's just a big kind of taking, taking ownership for things. Um, and for some reason it's people, I guess, have seemed to think that twenties are, like passing you by and it's like, tw- like 30s, the new 20s. So like whatever your 20s don't matter. And it's like, no, they do matter. Yeah. Um, but I'm taking it more so as like every part of your life matters and there's different things you can do, but don't act like, don't look too forward, but take ownership for the here and now. 
Um, and especially she's like, you have to read this before you turn 30, just cause you're still in this decade. Um, and then I'm going to, I'm trying to read it quick so I can give it to my friend, Anna. Um, so she can read it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really good. Yes. I, I really like it. You got um, two more years. Yes. <laughs> we'll welcome you in us in our thirties. We'll welcome you in with, with open arms. Yes. Thirties are good. I feel like, yeah, so much good things to look forward to, but to enjoy the now too. And I think that's important. Yeah, for sure. What are you listening to? What podcasts are you listening to? Um, so I've been listening to, I listen to up first every morning. I started I listening to that by the <gasps> way. Oh, what do you think? So I'll like put it on. So you're, you listen to it when you're like commuting, right? Yes. It's like my, like on, like while I'm driving. Yeah. Uh, so like I put it on speaker and I'm like in and out of the room. So I like, I miss, uh-oh. I miss hits, but I mean, yeah. I don't, I guess I would say I don't love it, but I don't hate it. But I will say, um, I had the today show on the other day and then I, I listened to up next and it was, is it called up next? Yeah. Up next. And they were going over kind of like the same thing. So I totally get yeah. it. It's like your, it's just your news hit. Yes. It's yeah. I feel like it's like just abbreviated news. It's like 10 minutes, kind of like what you need to know, like what's going on. So it makes me feel. Oh, up in- first. Sorry. Um, oh yeah. Oh no, you're fine. Yeah. That. And then I'm listening to the new serial because, um, Marielle Hall and Amy were talking about it and they're like, Oh, it's in Cleveland, so you got to listen to Ooh. it. Um, so I'm listening to that one as well. <laughs> yeah, well, because I, I heard – so the first serial everybody listened to and loved, and the second one wasn't so hot. I've heard this one's pretty good. Yeah, I so I actually haven't listened to the first two, which I – everyone's like, how have you not listened to that? They're like, the first one was the greatest, or like – or just like a lot, like a very like well done, like yes. whatever, like you need to listen to it. Um, so I'm like, I know, but I'm skipping ahead. I'm going to do this one and then I'll go back and, um, probably do the other ones. Yeah. Don't go with the first <laughs> one first though. Don't go with Okay. It. Um, Perfect. okay. Maybe I'll skip the second one. I'll just do the first one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't even, don't even go for the second one. If you could hear anybody on this show, who would it be? Um, I, okay. So I think now, I, and I just did Pilates with her today, but I recruited my friend, Emily Menges, who uh, she's fabulous. I ran with her at Georgetown. She was two years younger than me. Um, and she ran track and field and then played soccer, which is insane. I feel like to be like division on two different sports. Um, she now plays for the Portland Thorns. Um, and she's, she's just wonderful. She's hilarious. She's super funny, but just very sweet, very modest for how talented she is. Um, and I recruited her to now start doing Pilates. So she went today for the first day and now she's going to come every Wednesday. I'm excited. Nice. What's her Instagram? It's, um, oh, let me look it up. Emily, um, Emily. Yeah. It's, it might just be her name, but I don't know. I all, whenever I think it's someone's name and then they have something different. Um, yeah, it's her name. It's Emily and then Meng, um, God, and now I don't even think I'm saying her name right. She's going to kill me. <laughs> uh, but um, it's M-E-N-G-E-S. G-E-S. Okay, because I put in I put in G-E-Z. Okay. And she doesn't have – okay. It says, followed by Steeple Squigs and Emily Enfield. So those are the two people yes. I follow that follow her. <laughs> um, okay, so you're going to send me an email intro for that. We're going to get her on. Okay, yes, 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 yes. We're going to we're gonna rally for her and then – my forever rally is Jerry. Yes, definitely Jerry. We'll make this happen. We'll like have to figure a way to trick him somehow. Yeah. Uh, I, like I don't know just... how because once. Go ahead. 
<laughs> oh no, I was gonna say once once he gets talking, he won't stop talking. Like he would actually be so interesting to have on. Um, like yesterday at the track, I was like trying to go because I was like, very <laughs> like I like we gotta get stuff going. Like we've been out here, we had a super long session this morning, and he was just going off and off. And I was like, all right, like I gotta get out, I gotta go. And he was like, and one more thing, and like just. <laughs> stories I was like oh my gosh but like he would be phenomenal he'd be a great listen we can like figure out a way to be like Jerry listen to this podcast oh wait oh you're on a podcast enjoy bye yep this is it (laughs) this is your day well if it ever happens um I'm gonna have to recruit you girls to give me some like insider good questions Yes. Oh, 100%. We'll be on it. <laughs> For sure. Okay, Emily. Well, I'm so excited to cheer for you in New York. I can't believe I get Aww. to watch you race in person. You're the best. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Need so a little excited. extra motivation. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, all right. Well, thanks for doing this again. You are so kind and caring, and I just I really appreciate that you took time again oh, out of your day to do this. Totally. It was super fun chatting. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. What did I say? Oh, I'm going to yell bourbon at the finish line. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Perfect. I'm excited. Okay. Thanks, Emily. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Emily, for coming on the show and catching us up with what you've been up to. I just loved chatting with you. I knew it would be a good time. And you guys, I forgot to mention at the beginning of this episode, Emily re-recorded this with So I lost or I didn't record my half of the interview on accident the first time. And she spent a whole nother hour with me re-recording this. So she is truly a gem. You guys can find Emily on all the social channels. Emily Enfeld, I-N-F-E-L-D is her last name. And you can find me. I'm Lindsay Hine 626 on Instagram, Lindsay Hine on Twitter. And I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine over on Facebook. If you're loving the show, I would appreciate a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That is a big way potential new listeners can find us. I know a lot of people were sharing my episode with Sally McRae recently, and that meant a lot to me whenever I see those shares on your Instagram stories and anywhere else. So if there's a particular episode that you are loving, sharing it with people on your social channels is a great way to help spread the word about the show. I do have a Patreon page where you can support the show if you are loving it every week. That's patreon.com slash lindsayhigh. And I just posted a new episode over there with my husband, Glenn, where we talk about the new Boston qualifying standards. We talk about uh, the world record in the women's marathon because I'm interviewing Paula Ratcliffe um, here coming up. And we also just talk about some other random fun stuff over there. It's about a 40 minute episode. So if you support the show monthly over there for as little as 3 to $5, um, you can get access to monthly bonus content. And that's at least one episode a month. That's patreon.com slash Don't forget, guys, we're headed to the Donna Marathon in February. I would love to have you join us there. Links to that will be in the show notes. You can use the code Lindsay15 to get 15% off your registration. And man, I think there's a lot of opportunities to meet so many of you in the coming weeks and year. So I hope to see so many of your faces at live shows and events and races in the coming months. You guys have a wonderful Friday. Have a great rest of your weekend. And as always, I'll see you next Friday, which by the way, my episode next Friday is with Des Linden. So that's exciting. And if you guys can hear my baby in the background, I'm sorry, this was my only time to record and I still have him with me most of the time. So anyway, have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening.